Good morning, friends. As Zach mentioned, our bulletins say today is the first Sunday after Christmas, but we are still very much in the midst of the Christmas season. It's 12 days long, which means that today finds us just over the halfway point and gives us another chance to talk about the incarnation this morning, this time through John's eyes. I love our gospel for today, as challenging as it may be to encounter or at least read these first lines from the gospel according to John. Some call it poetry. Some say it's part of a hymn. Whatever narrative form that it is, it is clear that this is not the same story from Luke that we read and celebrated last week. There's no manger in it or angels. Mary and Joseph haven't struggled across Judea, so they might be counted. There's no babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Instead, we have this bit of tautology with John's careful ordering and repetition of words. John is specific, deliberate, if every gospel writer has their own way of inviting us into Jesus' story, John wants there to be no doubt about who and what the point is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. To John, this person, this Jesus, didn't simply come into being. Instead, all things came into being through him. I say it's not the same story as last week, but in reality, it is. It's very much the same story because both Luke and John have written these words to tell us the story of God's coming into this world. Both are stories of wonder and awesomeness in the creation that God has made and the gift of God's grace and love because God took on human form and came to be with us. This act which we celebrate gets called by any one of a number of names, indwelling, incarnation. That word comes from the Latin incarnus, which means to take on or make flesh. And that word in itself takes its life from verse 14 of our gospel, and the word became flesh and lived among us. That's the best that our language can do to describe this singular act that defies explanation. And maybe that's why John chooses to write about it the way he does. Because how else can you describe the transcendent reality of God coming to walk among us? 
Theologians have struggled with this for ages, not the act itself, but how to appropriately describe its profoundness. Some will say that but for the incarnation, there is no salvation in Christ. That's true, and it's one way of looking at the profoundness of this mystery. There's another way, however, one with a because instead of a but. And that's through the lens of God's gift of connection. How can we not celebrate that the God who creates all living things chose to become like us? Chose to take on a human skin? chose to physically bring grace and truth among us through the personhood of Christ. Through this act of becoming, the one who creates everything has come to demonstrate to us this way of love, a path for wholeness, a chance at reconciliation with God's self, through reconciliation with one another. And it is because of this that we are not meant to let Christmas come and go as a passive participant, but we are called to jump inside and meet it head on as part of the continuing story and work of the incarnation. You see, Jesus the story of Jesus, and thus the story of our faith, the one that came about as a result of God coming into this world, is an active one. Just like incarnation is an act of becoming, an act of taking on flesh, because of it we are called not just to sit and take in the word, but God calls us to let it grow inside of us and nurture it and shine it back on the world. Do you remember Zach's sermon from Homecoming Sunday all those months ago? If you don't, you can find it in the podcast, but it came to mind this week as I thought about the incarnation and the grace upon grace that John talks about and that we all share. It's a good sermon, I think, and not just because he's there listening to me, but because it says so much about this place, who we are as a people. And it talks about it through the lens of incarnation. Zach explains that God became human for no other purpose than to share that life with us, to teach us how we might live so that we might learn to be channels for the love and peace of Jesus Christ. So we might burn with that same flame. That is the invitation of the incarnation. It is not only the story of the physical birth of God's love into the world, but the mystery and majesty of the word taking form to walk among us. 
It is the story of our faith that we might learn from this act, this most amazing gift, and not just revere a baby born in a manger, but learn from his example of how to be in right relationship with one another. And this is an invitation that transcends the Christmas trees and gift giving and all the trappings of the season that quickly fall away the further we get from December 25th. We may be free from Mariah Carey once more, but we are not free from this work. Because this is who we are. This is what we've signed up for when we say that we are followers of the same word that has come into the world. So let us consider how we might nurture the flames inside of us and those around us. How we might help the light of Christ shine through every shadow and make the promise of Jesus real. Incarnation, indwelling, word made flesh, whether they're mangers and donkeys or not, our waiting is over, for Christ has come into the world. So not just in our words, but in our actions, come and let us adore him. Amen.